chill, bro. You take it. You need to start relaxing. That, that moustache is. That's a weak return. Bro. Return of the mo, and I'm not talking about Salah. <laughs> you don't have the facilities man. for that big man. You don't have. You the don't facilities. have the facilities. So yeah, Matthew, what are you drinking? Just, just wine. Just, um, just wine. <laughs> man's, wine man's at daisies. Post daisies when you drink wine at, at your what office. What is that? What is that? What is that? Nah, the tea and lemon. For the nah, detox. nah, 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 nah. Nah, you guys can't drink about anything, man. Drinking green tea and lemon. Ain't nothing wrong with green tea and lemon. You've got a moustache in October. November is next month, Liam. You don't get the memo ever. It's because I can grow facial. I shaved this this morning, guys. Look at this. I'm just glad. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about... I'm talking about... um, Yeah, I'm talking about our our centre-backs. I'm talking about our centre-backs. I'm just glad we have the centre-backs there. I'm just have you never shaved? I've never shaved in my life. <sighs> Why are you laughing? I had puberty late. What's so funny? Yo, what's so funny? I've never shaved in my life. I promise you. Look. Wait. wait, wait. <laughs> I've never shaved in my life. I had puberty late. <laughs> Why are we laughing? Yo, this is weird. Look here. For the viewers at home. I don't know any of their ages. I don't know how old any of these guys are. I only know Liam's, I think, a year younger than me. I don't know how old Mitch is. And Mitch, I don't know how old do, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Can you name this item? No, I can't because I've never used it. Why would I know something that I've never used? That, now that item, once a month, eyebrows down, guys. Alice, check on your eyebrows. Check on your no eyebrows. From the eyebrows down, nothing. From the from there downwards, Alice is going. Everything. Once a month. Going, guys. You grow- Here we go. You once a week, bro. How you, late? So, so look, look, how late do males hit puberty? Boys can start puberty at a wide range of ages, but 95% starting from 9 to 14. I'm in the 5%. Where did you start? So when you I've, no, I did start, but I wasn't. It wasn't like nine forty. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, but really, I've never shaved though. I've never. I hardly have hair on my body. The James, only hair I have is on my head. I hardly have any James, hair on my body. If we have a secret yeah, Santa, not even like. If we do a secret Santa, I'll draw me. You can't pick a secret Santa, Matt. You and Liam get the memos, these guys. But also, that's a very good idea, secret Santa. That's a good Why idea. All right, all right. Let's get. Let's, let's wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, I'll no, buy no. you Melissa Reddy's book. To the viewers out there, I am the guy behind the ideas. If anybody just wants to know, like, where these ideas come from. Okay. Just cut this out. <laughs> okay. Cut this out. And Callum's the Edmund. I'm just all right. Callum, you can get me that, that book. Um, I like to bribe. I like to bribe in December. You can get me that book. <laughs> and on that note does she have a book your your football skills and brass skills are the same they're non-existent okay i know yes. i know she has a book man have you, you ever can't seen even take to the field because you you nursing a knee injury from the age of four you can't even where's your ankle field. liam your ankle is broken it's gone it's the done. same place as your knee the same place as your knee. You don't even have I'm knees. Still on, I can still go, Liam. I can still go. Your ankle. If you must coach like you, you must coach like Bills, you'll fall over. You'll fall over if you do the Bills. You broke your ankle when you were nine. 
and your soccer career didn't even start, didn't it's ended, it's gone. That's why you that's Liam. Why do you think you're in goals in hockey? Because you can't move, Liam. So you just move your hands up like this. You can't even take to the field. You can't. You must stand there. You must stand there and Liam, shout at people. Liam, who's mad is that? In hockey, James. Mitch okay, Martin. okay, gentlemen. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let's get into it. I know it's Liverpool what happens and Manchester United. United. I know it's Liverpool and Manchester United. You guys are already getting it early. Listen. You know why Callum's going early? Because he's nervous. Callum's nervous. Balls. That's why he's going Balls. like this. Balls. <laughs> Let's get into it. Welcome to it. It's football and friends. Um, yeah, we are we are we are live and about. Of course, the boys had to do their thing and roasting each other. Yeah, and all the stories that are told before the show starts are one hundred percent true. You can quote me on that. Let's kick off, gents. Oh, wait, I forgot to say. Uh, Callum's here, Matt's here, Lloyd's here. Lloyd is here, but we're here. As always. All right. As always. <laughs> Comments from friends, boys. All right, that's where we're going to kick off things today. Let's start off with the first comment, which reads, this is from Stefan. Once again, a cracking episode. Love the true emotions you guys show. Never uh, put it on any release. Some Oh, you hold up my, my reading. Oh, you guys never put... <laughs> Put not really it's not you, it's him. on the internet would love an episode uh, for us new people or segment on how you guys met um, and came to be we're going to do that on my personal channel one of these days until I get my Mitch, shit together Mitch, can you please read that, that sentence without any ice breaks we move on uh, Keenan Brian Prinsloo <laughs> said agree with Callum let the players have their legacy cemented and untarnished. Making coaching transitions too quickly could leave a sour taste if they are unsuccessful as a coach. And Matthew is right. Less is more, man. Stop watering down football. Uh, speaking of watering down, I know this is not something that we had on our runner, but it seems like the conversation around uh, Arsene Wenger creating this whole, you know, two years of World Cup is, is the main thing here. Callum, what do you think about that? Every two years of World Cup. doesn't make sense. I think it's a farce because then every two years after that, like you, when do you have the Euros and when do you qualify for the Euros? There's going to be too much international football. And I think they're just doing it because it's a mega money event. That's what it is. World Cups are mega money for FIFA and so on and so forth. And it actually, it brings in money for those countries, but then it leaves them in turmoil afterwards. You're sitting with stadiums that are white elephants that they don't get used really. You know what I mean? We, we struggled with, with Greenpoint Stadium. Yeah, Only now it's actually got a home for, for the football and, and for the rugby and things like that. It's just, it's it's, it's not going to have the same effect. It's every four years and that's what makes it exciting. And you have to wait for your world champions. Now you're going to have, within a space of 10 years, you're going to have five world champions. No, guys, it's 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 not going to it's not going to have the same legacy that, that it once um, had. So I think they should leave it the way it is and... Yeah, the players are, are tired, man. Look, look at the situation. The clubs pay these players mega money, and now they're going on international breaks, and there's going to be so much football. They get injured, and yet, for instance, if if maybe Chelsea had to lose their their star man on 350 bags a week, international duty because he's played too much, because maybe his international coach is inept or doesn't know how to handle that player, he gets played too much, and then Chelsea still have to pay him a million a month, basically over a million a month, because it's they play 350 a week or whatever only for him not to play because he played on international duty all the time. So it's going to be club versus country again. And we've already seen that now, Klopp bringing that out with the, with the media, going at Southgate and, and the under-21s coach and stuff like that. So 
I, I, for me, I'm club of a country all day, every day. Yeah. All right, next come. Yes, you want to say something? You know what time it is? Did you hear that jab? You see that jab? It's fine. Just notice. I just want you to notice the jab. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. All right. We'll move on um, from Don Bartes. Shout out, man. It was lovely to see Brentford hitting the polls like it was elections. Thanks to Ben for allowing us to chill. Well, will we win the league? We shall see. Yo, listen. Peeps are getting creative in the comments. Um, Matt, listen. That Brighton game that was, was crazy. Brentford. I mean, Brentford. You know, sorry. Brentford. Brentford. You know, you don't even want to know the, the thoughts and the feelings that went like like my knack was doing this. It was like <laughs> and it wasn't and it wasn't, it wasn't even like it wasn't even for like just five minutes of the game. It was for 20 minutes, 20 minutes of like sweat. Like it was yo, I was a tough one. Listen, Brentford can ball and they can do it properly. They're not scared, they play with they play with urgency, they play with intensity. And they go for it. I mean, I know we've seen it from Wolves. We've seen it from the first season of Sheffield. We've seen it last season from Leeds. They, they really, they, oh, yo, I'm just like, I'm thinking about all that emotions I went through. Like, they, there's going to be a, a couple of upsets this season. And I'm just glad it wasn't one of my upsets this, this so far this season. Because, I mean, they, they play like a big team. They play like a big team. Um, also, a gentleman that I want to highlight in that game that kept, um, oh, let's start with you, Lloyd. What do you want us to add to that? I just want to ask Matt a question quickly, um, or maybe one or two questions. I don't know. We could we, we could chat the whole episode on this, but I'm just checking. Um, when your keeper saves you in games, like it's allowed to happen for Chelsea, right? So when your your keeper saves you and your team doesn't play well, like it's it's fine. I'm just checking. Okay, Paul goals. You just copy and paste. What you just say? You just copy and paste. You just say yes or no. I'm just checking. Because when the hair saves us, it's not allowed. But go on. But listen, listen. To be honest, eh, to be honest, no one, you, like, the the timeline made more noise about Mindy than me. I never even raved about him yet. Before I could get a word, that came out. He played well. He played well. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, him playing well, he's allowed to overshadow the rest of your performance. But when De Gea saves us, then it's also mentioned that the team didn't play well. When's De Gea I mean, saving you? You must take that up on the time. Yeah. Mendy saves us. Mendy saves us and we win the game. Mendy saves us and we win the game. We're winning games. When you say this, normally it's it's all it's always an individual thing. It's never a team system thing. At least there's a bit of a structure there, Chelsea. You can't keep going. For no, of Chelsea's course. Team. No, Although I do agree to some extent. They, uh, and on that note, poor, wanna... maybe. Yeah, this maybe. Look on maybe that note. I want to sp- speak poor. about Mendy. I want to speak about Mendy because obviously yeah. Rudiger came out to talk about you know the the snub on um, the Ballon d'Or nomination. And like at the same time, like Callum, obviously last week you mentioned, you know, Donnarumma was your guy. But when you look at in terms of numbers, what Mendy did in the Champions League, Donnarumma never, you know, was in the Champions League. And also, I think because he had the Euros and doing his thing, and obviously Afcon wasn't around that time. Do you think it is a Ballon d'Or snub for Mendy? Should he be in the top thirty at least? Uh, perhaps, perhaps in the top thirty. Yeah, I think yeah. He's maybe in the top thirty. I would say 
but next year you'll be there, guys. Let's let's we. I think we, a lot of the time we, we feel hard done by it. Mendy is currently doing it. It's six months ago, less than six months ago, they won the Champions League. So this is going to be for next year. I think that people shouldn't get too too worried about these things. Yeah. He's, you'll be fine. Mm. You'll get you'll get his plaudits properly next year, one hundred percent. Where he's probably going to be touted as the best um, keeper in the Premier League. You know what I mean? He's going to if he continues this run, then he's had enough time in the Premier League to have that 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 stature and that name touted about, and you'll be fine. He's he's, he's there's something about him, like like Salah is an ball. He's an ball in terms of he's a man mountain. And and I don't know, players freeze in front of goal. He makes his poles look so tiny, guys. It's he's so big. It's ridiculous. It's, it's unfortunate yeah. that it's unfortunate. <coughs> excuse me. It's unfortunate that his name is that he's not a Brazilian because it seems like only those guys get Ballon d'Ors and stuff. So maybe we should just call him Mendino or something, something special, something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That was an absolute stinker of a punchline. That was a stinker. Replace this one, guys. That was (laughs) terrible. We'll move on. Where's he? Um, Here we go. We had a Salah versus Hazard debate in the group earlier this week. After his goal yesterday, I think we all know who's a better player by a mile. And there was also some eyes underneath the reply here from a certain gentleman that's part of that panel. Which I can only assume that he's leaning towards the Merseyside man. Callum, let's first start off with an incredible performance. 5-0 win. Um, I mean, we had obviously Adnan on here and he said 3-1. But it looked, you guys just steamrolled them, man. And of course, the man of the moment, Mo Salah, stepping up. They're the favourites to win the league. I mean, they're doing so well. <laughs> Inevitable. That is what Salah is, guys. And... I'm just going to touch base. I'll go. To, I'll get on Salah now. I'll give him his flowers. But I, I would like to say that Watford were poor. I'll put it that way. And we were good. So that 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 looks like a drumming. And there were times when we were just in second gear, playing through the motions. And I'm I, looking at the game. We were four 0 up at one stage, and it was probably like a minute seventy something or whatever. And I I was like, well, we uh, we won't get an injury from here because they're not really flying into tackles. And there was there was some decent like pullbacks and things like you know cynical fouls, not 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 no yellow cards, nothing. It was one of those games. There was nothing in it. There was no um, zest or there was no spice in the game in the sense of you don't expect a harsh challenge to happen. So Watford weren't really up for it, and I I, I expected more from a manager bound. You normally expect that Ranieri. You know, Hoppers 12, the, the people came in early to the ground and eight minutes in, Salah just does what he does. He rinses um, Rose outside the footpath, perfectly weighted onto Mane in his stride, one no, And that, that's the game, you know. They they no, not, they didn't have a sniff, guys. It was ridiculous. And the only chance they did have, Kelleher, who had nothing to do all game, made a brilliant save off the post. So I, I think it was brilliant. Van Dijk was incredible. Matip was great. Robertson did his thing. The midfield was good. Henderson's not had a great season. But he's, he came in and he was just making everything tick-tock. Like, Matty Cater had a good game as well. Defensively, in really good um, transitional situations. Instead of them transitioning, you would pick up the ball and you would help out Trent or you would help out um, Robertson. You would be all over the park. Molna does his thing. It's Mr. Consistent. You know what I'm saying? So, he's like Oros Molna in a sense. He's like, it's a consistent. You're always going to have you know, you know, You know what you're getting with it. You can mix it a bit. Sometimes it's a bit too strong, it's a bit too weak, but it's it's vibes. It's good. And you know on a hot day, you have a rush on you. And it will do the job. Your thirst is quenched. You know what I'm sometimes it's very sweet. And the man's getting assists in the Champions League. And sometimes it's bitter. And you're like, wow. Okay. But still, it does its job. Matthew, okay, calm down. Obviously. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mohamed Salah, guys. 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 No, man. 
Yeah. What what more? What more? I'm running out of super superlatives. Superlatives. Is that the word? To say to things to describe him. I struggle. Adjectives. Adjectives. Superlatives. I'm sure someone in the comments tell me superlative. No, you get superlatives as well, which which is like an adjective on steroids, basically. I studied. I started through that reading that that comment. So don't ask me. What guys? What more can I say about this guy? The way. Football is too easy for him at the moment. It's he's too easy, and and I would like to say the people he was a one season wonder. He proved them wrong. He's too selfish. He's proving them wrong. You know what I mean? Doesn't pass to his teammates. He passes the most to Mane. Like these things, he's 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 got no te technical ability. Proves them wrong. He can't dribble. He proves them wrong. You know what I mean? He puts Oaks on their ass all the time, guys. It's it's becoming a trait of his. He's got about six or seven of those goals for Liverpool. We look back. There's only like three big memorable ones, but he's done it a few times now, and. What 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 doesn't he have in his locker at the moment, guys? That's I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to see where, where we can fault this guy. And, and the chat was to be the best, you have to be the best in one of those categories. You have to be the best goal scorer. But who's better than him now in the league? Like in the best league in the world, the best defenders, the best keepers, best right backs, the best left backs. On on average, we're looking at that, and he's doing it, guys. He's not scoring hat tricks against Ibar, guys. You know what I mean? And so oh, hold up, hold up. Hey, 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 wow. hey, hey, no, 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 because this is what I said, because this is what I said, and I'll say it on my chance, because I tweeted it, so I'll back up my tweet right now. Mm. I honestly feel like Mo Salah is, yes, the best player in England right now, arguably top two, top three best players in the world on current form right now. But I truly feel like he won't win a Ballon d'Or at Liverpool Football Club. I don't think so. And I got fetched for that because I feel like yeah. the position in what, in the position that Liverpool's in right now, right? And you look at all the things that he has achieved and how he's contributed in all those huge historic moments for Liverpool. Surely he would have been in and about for a shot. And still, now you're telling me, even though he's on record to beat his personal best, but at the same time, he's competing against other monsters like the Chelsea's, like the City's, and United on a day that he will win the Ballon d'Or next year? I, I don't think so. For me personally, he would have to be at a different club and in a different league for him to stand out. I feel like right now he is standing out, but it's not going to be at that level to win a Ballon d'Or. That's how I feel. I, I, I think he would win it, like, if the following happens. Now, we can do if, buts, and maybe, but this, we, we can't predict what's going to happen in the next six months. In his first season in Liverpool, he got 32 goals in the Prem, 42 in all competitions, and he got like 15 assists. So he contributed almost 60 goals in that, that season. It was ridiculous. But we never won anything. We got to the Champions League final and, and Carrius happened. That's what happened. We all know this. The next season, his numbers weren't as, as weren't on those levels. He still scored over 30 goals that season. The next season, he scored 30 goals. And we won, we won things those seasons, right? The Champions League and then the Premier League following. Last season, he scored 22 in the league, but we didn't win anything. It was a very tough season for us. Obviously, other players around the world scoring good goals, winning things. That obviously that you jump, you jump the queue one hundred percent. If he continues his trajectory now, he's gonna he's gonna eclipse thirty two goals in the league, guys, and get more assists. Like he's on four assists and I think seven goals in the league, eleven in eight games, eleven goal contributions. If he continues this, and if Liverpool had to win a big trophy, I'm not gonna count the FA Cup or a League Cup because we're probably not gonna take that seriously. We'll probably get knocked out. I'm, I'm got. I'll say that if we don't win the Champions League or, or league. He, he won't win it. But if if he continues and he scores 30 in the Prem, between 28 and 30, 31, 32 in the Prem, because he is capable of doing that, and we win something, 
guys, I, I don't know what more more you'd have to do. But then again, the Premier League doesn't really, we don't really get Ballon d'Ors. It was Ronaldo and I think Michael Owen before that. So it's not really a thing. You're right. You're right. And, and I, I want to come to you, Lloyd, because obviously the debate is about prime Hazard and prime Salah. And I think you're the neutral um, right now. So where would you lean behind? I mean, you look at like Hazard's like last season at Chelsea, he moved mad. Um, even winning the Europa and giving um, giving Chelsea like a proper send-off. He was incredible. How would you feel? Which way would you lean towards or were you just stuck in the middle when it comes to, you know, this conversation about primes? Because that gets thrown around the whole time all over the TL. Uh, you can't call me a neutral because you, you know how much I love Liverpool. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but in, like I'll, I'll like I'll give this honest, honest opinion. I saw that tweet, and um, I was I was thinking hard about about Hazard's last um, last season with Chelsea. But in my opinion, my honest opinion, it it shouldn't be a debate. I think I think I think Prime Salah is clear, clear miles clear, miles clear of Eden Hazard, miles clear. In terms of the effect that he has on this Liverpool squad, and in terms of what he's currently doing in the league, and he's not inconsistent. He's not inconsistent. Where I feel like Hazard wasn't inconsistent, but wasn't as consistent as um, as what Salah is at the moment. And I think his move to Real Madrid also just didn't do him any help. Didn't do him any good. Um, his his lack of professionalism, in my opinion, in terms of in terms of letting himself go with his weight. Um, obviously, Salah doesn't play too much international football, but um, I think with, with with Hazard, what does he honestly contribute to to Belgium? Um, in terms of does he do it on the same levels as what he did um, for for Chelsea? And I think many can also say that like the Hazard won trophies with Chelsea, but is his impact in winning trophies with clubs as big as what Salah's impact is on Liverpool? And I think if I if you just take our time to watch the two players, like Hazard, like a lot of people are going to think now I'm, I'm claiming Hazard's not a good player. Guys, Hazard, Hazard in his prime was like almost unplayable. But I think Salah at the moment and 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 always and always has been in the past two seasons. I think he has just been levels above everyone, like absolutely everyone. And if I if if I was coming up against Chelsea back then, yes, I would identify Hazard as a dangerous player. But if I'm coming up against Liverpool, Salah is a player I'm scared of. And I think that's the difference. Uh, Matt, you want to rebuttal to that? Listen, I don't, I don't not agree with with Liam. I mean, I mean, both of those players that we mentioned, Azad and Salah, has hurt, has hurt Man United in the past. So I don't, I don't blame him to feel those kind of Azad. Azad in his prime was like you said, you can't deny it. He was unplayable. But I mean, the the the, the, the only unfortunate thing is I think the the Real Madrid situation has put a stinker on his career, and I, I feel like I feel like that made his career a bit a bit forgettable. Like we like, yes, he hasn't contributed to Belgium. Um, but at the end of the day, Belgium hasn't contributed to football in general, but they're still number one in, in, in football. That's still it doesn't make sense. So at the end of the day, yes, has what's up? 
someone no one says him. Nah, it's that's sad. It's sad the fact that Belgium was like top, like they they top in the rankings. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, most of you guys know Hazard is my player. At the end of the day, we look back the ten years and we put a team together. The last ten years, Hazard will be on the left and Salah will be on the right. There's no, there's no. Those players have impacted the Premier League in many different ways. But to, I'm going to argue this point with regards to. Yes, Salah has, has, has impacted Liverpool much bigger because they just never had success in a while. So when they won the trophies, it felt like the, he brought back the glory days. When you get to Chelsea, we won the trophy every two years. So, of course, it's not going to be as impactful because we were bring, we were, we did have those trophies. But when you, when, 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 when Salah brings the Champions League to, 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 to Liverpool, then he brings up the Premier League. Obviously, that's going to be more impactful because that's what the, that even when he won the Champions League, Liverpool fans didn't crave that. They wanted the league because so that chat can stop. So at the end of the day, yes, I do agree that's been more impactful. But the thing is, you can't deny Eden Hazard's his glory. Like if you, if you, I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of chats going around on the team. If you break it down, with Salah, is he the best? Is he the best shooter? All of that stuff. But the thing is, if we go, if you match, if we match them up toe to toe, I can't have a, I can't have a unbiased. Like I'm gonna be biased because this is my guy. And the thing is, if we, if we start off just saying who's the better dribbler, that's a hard topic to discuss. Like you got, like mm. those guys are good. They both have these solo goals that is memorable. Like you have, you have your three. I can bring up my three. Um, the better shooter, I can. I can Guys, this this just it's just a hard topic to discuss. You know what I'm saying? So I know Karim's gonna say Salah. I'm gonna come back say Hazard. It's just it is what it is. Like I can't argue yeah, I, for. I can argue all sides of spectrum. Yeah, that's I'm a, that's a, a good shot. And look, my, my brother's a Chelsea fan, so I used to watch a few like quite a few of their games. I remember it was against Stoke. I think maybe 2012, 2013. Yeah, just yeah, just arrived. It was the season he arrived or the season after, yeah. and he picks the ball up 35 meters from yeah, from so goal. Cool. As well, he cuts it on his left and he hits one with his left foot against Stoke and he hits it, he smacks it, bro. Like a thunderbolt from mm. out of like he's, he's a special player, Hazard, and he's a sense of low sense of gravity, equality, and he and always you know, big teams. He, and and he, he, he never ever shied away against big teams. And and for me, like in the last 10 years, if you're if you want a front three from the league in terms of what they've done and stuff, you've got probably Mohamed Salah, you've got Aguero up front, and you've got Hazard on the left because. Guys, imagine that. Summer well that Hazard. It's a big topic for big people. Summer well that Hazard. I wish he was. I wish that Hazard was there, guys. Um, we're gonna transition into it, and as Yaya said, for the big bunda, it makes you nice low center of gravity. <laughs> so here we go. He's still not sacked. I guess I'll be turning and in, tuning into Comedy Central more often than I would like to. We all know who this is referencing. It's been a tough week at the office for Manchester United fans. Lloyd, bro, I, I, I sympathize with you because I watched I watched the whole game, but there was a period after the, the after the whistle for the second half. There was a 10, 10 minute period where I was watching Leicester move the ball around like it was a training match. And all I could think to myself was, this is terrible to watch. How did you feel and how are you feeling right now? 
Um, <laughs> guys, it's, it's tough. Um, just like we had no press, I have no emotions. I have no emotions left. I've got nothing. Um, you can see, you can see the clips if you if you watch the game, then you could see. But like, you can see the clips afterwards. We're pressing like we're pressing 25, 30 meters away from where we from where we need to be in terms of like applying pressure. Um, we meant to be a team that wants to compete to win the league. I mean, I think Solskjaer has come out like maybe two, three weeks ago saying like top four is our goal or something like that. But like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We should, with the team that we have, we should be winning the league. He's been given the resources. He's been given the backing. Um, so to watch that game, and as you said, tough week in the office. It's been a tough, it's been a tough few weeks in the office, in my opinion. Um, but um, watching that game, no press. Um, no composure um, between between our backline and our midfield. Um, there's no cohesiveness on the on the field. Um, players are getting irritated with each other. Um, movement off the ball is very poor. Shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, chance creation is woeful. Um, finishing chances is woeful. Um, we need a Rashford to come back and to to score a through ball from Lindelof's left foot from 60 yards. Um, it's just like it's it's frustrating. Yeah, what a pass from Lindelof on his weak yeah. foot. Um splits the whole field. Well not not even splits the field, like it was it was it, it, it came over the shoulder. Yeah, it came over the shoulder of the one of the one Leicester defender. Rashford latching onto it, composed finish. Um Ronaldo maybe hits that into the keeper with the way he's been playing recently. Um but like it's just it's just frustrating, guys. It's just frustrating. And then, like, and now it's, and now we're at the point where my friends, my friends want us to win on Sunday simply because the man then keeps his job. Like, guys, we don't want him. We don't want him to keep his job. He can't keep his job because Varane, Varane's leaving in January at this point. Like, why would you stay? Why would you stay? No, you wouldn't go back. To, you wouldn't go back to Madrid. He needs to go somewhere where it's better. Um, you so said it's just like, like, get out of here. He, he get out. Get there. out of here. No, get out of here. No, get so out it's, here, just, it's, just, it's just frustrating. And then a lot of us, a lot of us, call for Matic to play. Cool. I think in before, before it could have been before the second or third goal. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. They play a one-two in behind our midfield. Two players play a one-two in behind three of our players. Like the ball's in front of them. Five seconds later, the ball's behind them, and they maybe they've moved two meters, and the ball's moved about ten to twenty meters. It's just like it's so frustrating. There's nothing. There's no like. It's not football. Yeah, Callum. Liam, who was in your midfield? Um, Matic, Pogba, Jogba. Jogba. So it's just those two, like. I, I, I struggle, guys. Like I, I know they get on Fred. Oh, Bruno, but like he doesn't sit as deep. I, I, and I was I was watching a podcast, and it actually I was watching another podcast, not local, but like overseas podcast. And these guys were United fans were like, they are they not necessarily Ole in or Ole out, but they were saying there's a reason why you play Fred and McTominay, because with those you still have a little bit more structure. You this I think Liam. You've got too many attacking players on the field. And the, you guys, next thing you like, they, they, they can't press because they're worried about getting transitioned. Yeah. 
And then also yeah. your defenders aren't really that great running towards their own goal. Many defenders aren't. I'll put it that way. Not many. Not everyone's Van Dijk. You know what I mean? In terms of being composed, running back in that pace. Uh, uh, look, you've got four attacking players. You've got Pogba, who's also a forward-thinking player. People think he's a defensive midfield. He's not, guys. Let's just get get it out. He doesn't have the legs for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he if he has structure behind him, who's better in the world? You know what I mean? There's not. There's not much better than him in the world. But now he's having to do, do this role. Then you've got. I was looking at the lineup. You've got Bruno, who's he's the only person in your team that's pressing. Ronaldo doesn't press. You know what I mean? You've yeah. got Ronaldo in there. You've got Greenwood, and then you've got Sancho. So you've got four attacking players, and you've got Pogba. So you could technically got four and a half, five attacking players, and then you've got Matic, who's thirty, whatever, no legs left, and. My whole thing is play a rigid back, play a rigid midfield three, and then only play three attackers. But now I've got a feeling there's in your team at the moment, if Mourinho was there or someone else was there, a manager that's won trophies, you can tell them, come off the field. They can't say why, because you'll be like, look at my CV, guys. That's why. I've won double of everything. You know what I mean? They go to Oli, mm. he's like, come off. They're going to be like, what? What is going on? You know, because his ego's involved. Yeah. Is he going to tell Ronaldo, Pogba, or Bruno to come off the field, even for best for the, for, for the system? He's not. He doesn't have that. So I'm thinking he has to play those three. Always. And I'm like, sometimes you don't need a, you don't always have to play Bruno. You don't always have to play Pogba. Maybe you also have to play Pogba in a, in a midfield or, or play him in an attacking role, something. Get, get him in the get him involved. But you're trying to he's trying to play everyone because he lacks structure in his system and he relies too much on individual brilliance to break you out of games. And that's 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 been my opinion. That's exactly what about Atalanta? How are you feeling for the Atalanta game? Oh again. Like Serie A teams, we generally we do okay against Serie A teams, and we know that. But I feel like now teams are going to change the way they approach us. Well, teams have changed the way that they approach us, but um, they're going to hit us hard, and we're going to struggle. If you Luke Shaw was nervy, Maguire at fault for all four goals over the weekend. Like genuinely, all four. Like we can put every single goal down to him. And yes, it doesn't help that we don't have a system, we don't have a style, we don't have a structure. But it doesn't help that you're, that that's your centre back, because first goal he stood still while the ball was coming to him. He watched he watched the striker press him and he allow and then he tries to make a last ditch pass to someone. Then the second goal, I think the second second goal he played someone onside. Third goal he saw Vardy, he backed off him and then Vardy scored. Fourth goal he was marking the guy who scored the goal. So like. We have we have a nervous back four at the moment, except Lindelof was good over the weekend. And if we have Varane, then Varane is good. But one backer, we've already spoken minutes about him. Luke Shaw, we've spoken, he's like he had he had a good season last season. I think he's lost all of his confidence because of our lack of system. You can see he gets that look on his face when he's nervous, where he's like, like just like just looking, just looking around, like he doesn't know what to do. In, in the Euro, man was puffing out his chest. Man was playing good football. So, like, I don't know. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you for a score. I'm going to push you for a score for the Atlanta game. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. All right. Callum, uh, just quickly, obviously, it's a big, the big game for the Champions League is one of Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid. Diego Simeone has always had Klopp's number over recent years. Um, you think back to last season when they did a number over you guys. Um, could they do it again? How are you feeling going into this game after win? And of course, Atletico didn't play this weekend, so those players are fresh. Yes, yeah. and it's away. So they 
that kind of football, again, they outplay us in those ways. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't sit here and say that they don't outplay us when it comes to those games. They have their game plan, and if they win, they've outplayed us in many, in many ways, guys. They've, they've done their job, and you can usually do the same thing. You'll sit back and you'll use Suarez to sort of niggle on our, on our centre defensive mid and our centre backs, and hopefully we don't get triggered and, and, and you know, start going to Suarez's game plan. You know, because he, you will, you will leave studs on you, and you will do those types of things. But I think it'll be a tight game. I said the same thing about the Watford game, but I, I'm going to call all games being tight, especially with the Simeone system. I'm going to say it'll be a 1-1 draw um, away from home, and I'll take a 1-1 draw. It'll be fine. <clears throat> all right. Um, Matt, do you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. I know you said in recent years, um, Simeone normally gets the best of you and stuff like that, and Suarez, he usually scores against you. Does that mean, does that, against, against like defenders, against, against strikers that are top quality, uh, do you get exposed? Because you don't play a top striker. You don't get. You don't play against a top striker every week, according to. I think against against very fluid front threes, we get exposed because they get dragged out. But if it's just Suarez by himself against Matip or Gomez or Kanate and Van Dijk, I think they. I think they can handle him. But if they've got wide players and overlapping fullbacks and transitions, then perhaps perhaps we, they can get exposed. I think most centre backs in the world would get exposed. You know what I'm saying? But if it's just Suarez on his own and they're sitting back, I think we would handle Suarez. He's not as fast as what he used to be. And no one's beating Van Dijk in a foot race, unless you highlight probably Mbappe. And you've got three meters on him. Then I don't, you know, unless watch tomorrow he slips or some shit. And then, you know what I mean? Suarez runs in on goal and chips the keeper, takes it off, does this, does his three fingers. You know how he does it. You know what I mean? Wingle oh, Exactly. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy that you notice a slip because Liverpool and slipping go hand in hand. Uh, Matt, how about you? You're hosting Russian out. Is it Russian outfit? I think they're Russian. Malmo or were they Swedish? Um, tough game against Brentford. Of course, uh, Mendy showing up. How are you feeling for your Champions League fixture? Um, I expect rotation. Yeah, it was a big game. I will admit it was a big game. I expect rotation. Um, but I do also expect a victory. I know we, I think we're playing at home. Um, we play yeah, playing at home. We're playing at home. I do expect a victory. Um, yeah, two no. No two no. There we go. Um, yeah, we playing. We playing Shakhtar, and over the years we've lost to Shakhtar, so I'm expecting nothing to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah, love Real Madrid for it. Uh, well, we were going to jump into a, a topic, but I'm looking at time. I think we might be mm. might be a little bit uh, out of time. But before before we wrap up, I want to jump into obviously this weekend. Liverpool taking on Manchester United. It's football heritage when it comes to English games. Lloyd, we're not going to have you on fans uncut this week, so I thought I want to just get a statement ahead of that game. We don't know what the results going to be. Obviously, um, in midweek, we don't know how where it's going to go. But just focusing on Manchester versus Liverpool. Mitch, how United. United fans, United players, they have a lot in common. They statements. They keep making statements. <laughs> Liam, how are you feeling, man? Be honest. And give yeah. me a score. Listen, we know we know it's gonna be tough. Um with if if you look at if, if you look at how we're playing, um, we're just playing poor football at the moment and we're relying on moments and I think I think if, if we if we get anything if, if we get anything out of this game, it's gonna be David De Gea saving us and us um us banking on one or two moments up front. Um 
if we're lucky, we get we get the Fred that played for Brazil last week. We get the McTominay that played for Scotland last week. Um, even though he plays centre back for them, I think that's honestly something we should be trying out. But um, so if, if if we get those two in, if we get um, if we get January 2020 Bruno, then we're good to go. Um, and if we get Real Madrid Ronaldo, and if we get Prime David De Gea, but I mean, jeez, dog, what would he want? What are the ifs here, yeah. buddy? Just saying, not confident. Just saying, not confident. Everything we just heard there. Everything we just heard there is like is miracles whenever those players performed in their primes or in their best times it was it almost looked like miracles every time and that's all we're going to need um i'm i'm worried about salah i'm worried about salah i'm worried about mane Firmino, like we've seen he can pop up in the right place right time if Firmino doesn't play jota will play and we struggle against the press and we know that's what jota is very good at so it's gonna it's gonna be very tough. I think we we're gonna need a few favors from the referee, <laughs> maybe. Um, we're gonna need Alan we're gonna Lynch. need favors from David De Gea. If David De Gea doesn't perform, and it's it's also like not his fault if he doesn't. But if David De Gea doesn't pull off a 10-14 save game, then I don't even see a draw coming our way to be honest. So if all those things happen, if if, if De Gea is on song, and um, and we have good moments. I can honestly see a 2-0, like Liverpool frustrating. Um, I mean, Liverpool being frustrated. But if it's going to be what we see week in, week out from from United, then I see Liverpool taking a 3-0 at least. Uh, Callum, how about you? Same question. How are you feeling? And of course, give me a score prediction. Uh, no matter what people say, you cannot be confident in these games. Form goes out the window, Liam. We know, we know this. You guys have dominated. Premier Leagues before we've come up there and spoiled the party, you know, with some really weak Liverpool team. So um, I can't be confident. I'm never confident going to Old Trafford. I'll take a draw right now, guys. I'll bite your handle for a draw because I know United are the type of team that'll beat City in two weeks' time. They just have that in them. They, they rattle City so much. So I'll take a draw now. I think if United do score, it'll probably be possibly a chance. We'll think we'll have more, more of the ball. And I think maybe like a switch over. Greenwood cutting and cutting and, and Greenwood probably getting getting a goal for you guys or Rashford, you know, like a wonder goal, maybe even a Bruno wonder goal. I, I can feel you guys scoring a goal like that and maybe Liverpool scoring. I, I would say a 1-1 one, one draw. What if, again, I'm going to use one, if if our game plan goes to to, to complete fruition, I think we'll beat them 2-0. But uh, I'll say 1-1. One, one. Well, and then on that note, that's how we wrap up Football and Friends. Thank you so much for uh, watching the show. Also, don't forget to listen to us on podcast as well, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Gentlemen, uh, we're going to be together watching the game, so you're going to keep an eye on our Instagram stories because we'll be posting all the emotions, the highs and the lows, and all the excitement for the game. Uh, thank you very much as always don't forget to like subscribe share do all those cool things and also don't forget to tell your friends please